my name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 151 of The Kate Show, and today I'm talking about something exciting, exhilarating, and if you happen to be an Enneagram 3 type A person like myself, you're going to be all over this. If you are not type A, if you're not Enneagram 3, but you do like to make money, then you're still going to like this episode. How's that? All right. So today I'm talking about how you can turn your knowledge into a paid membership. Ever since I launched my membership, Socialite Vault, back in 2016, my business has honestly never been the same. Socialite Vault has opened doors to new opportunities and collaborations with brands that I never anticipated, and it has really let my agency serve home industry pros across the globe, which I never anticipated. I never thought that was going to happen, but hey, shout out to all my peeps in Australia (laughs) and New Zealand and Belgium and Spain and all the places. Since the launch of The Vault, my peers in this industry have been asking me about the technology I use, the processes I use to make it all work, and today I'm transposing that information into a plan that is specific to you, the home industry professional. If you are passionate about what you do and you want to serve people at a higher level while using that one-to-many business model, this episode is for you. Honestly, I wish this information had existed when I was first starting my membership because back in those days, back in 2016, Memberships weren't all that popular, and today they're a dime a dozen, which means the truly valuable and properly run memberships have a wonderful opportunity to stand out among the rest. Whether you want to run a business-to-business membership like we do here at Socialite, or you want to run a business-to-consumer membership, the advice, tools, and strategies I'm sharing today are going to help you get started. But before we get into all of this, I do want to shout out one of our Socialite Vault members, Adrian. She sent me one of the best emails recently, and I asked if I could share this, and she said that would be totally fine. So thank you, Adrian. Here is what she said. She said, my first Socialite Vault newsletter was beautifully written and well-designed. I only changed like three words. Being a newbie, my subscriber list is rather short, and it's made up of former clients. Recently, I received an email from someone. She said that I had been referred to her by my former client who had just gotten a Christmas email from me. So that would have been the the Christmas newsletter from Socialite Vault, by the way, guys. She goes on to say, My former client of 17 years ago had only been in touch with me through likes on Facebook. So when her friend asked if she knew any interior designers, she thought of me since she had just gotten my newsletter. The result is that I'm now working on a new project with a client who fits my perfect client profile. That's something I've struggled with for years. All of this from one Socialite Vault newsletter to my tiny subscriber list. Your program works. You said it would, and you were right. Thanks, Adrian. Well, Adrian, thank you, because I love hearing these stories. Uh, I've heard them over the years again and again in different formats. And it's so interesting how having that personal touch, that email, is a lot more meaningful than just posting on social media. So if you are struggling to get new clients, if you know that your repeat clients have probably forgotten about you, then I encourage you to give email marketing a try. And if you're intimidated with that idea, then you can always use Socialite Vault because we have different package levels. And whether you want blog posts or you just want newsletters or you need templates for other things, including social media, by the way, um, you can pick the package that works for you. There is no contract. You can come and go as you please. But anyway. Enough of that. Let's dive into today's episode all about how to quickly turn your knowledge as a home industry professional into a paid membership. 
Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. This episode of The Kate Show is brought to you by Side Door. As an interior designer, a home stager, a window treatment professional, or a home organizer, you deal with products every day, many of which your existing audience would love to own. If you're dreaming about selling product through your website or your social platforms, but you don't want to be bogged down by ordering, shipping, or keeping loads of inventory on hand, you need Side Door. When Side Door entered the home industry in early 2020, they changed everything. You guys know I am wild about Side Door, and for good reason. They let you source and curate the perfect trade-only pieces for your customers' homes. With their seamless platform, you can create product collections really easily. Curate an entire room, specialize in a certain aesthetic, or simply create a collection of your favorite area rugs. Whatever you know your clients would love would make for a great side door collection. It's not rocket science, but it's also kind of genius. You set your prices, side door handles ordering and shipping, and you make money. Plus, you can sell each collection many times over, creating the perfect opportunity for reoccurring income. If you're ready to stop trading hours for dollars and truly scale your home industry business, now is the day to take action. Go to OnSideDoor.com to sign up with code KateTheSocialite. Now, back to today's episode. Running a membership is not a get-rich-quick scheme, and anyone who tries to treat it as such will be in for a rude awakening. Membership business models can be highly lucrative while also requiring a lot of strategy and a lot of work, a fact to which I can wholeheartedly attest. The significant benefit of running a membership is that it lets you do a few key things that normal business models simply can't do, whether that is an online or an offline business. So let me just explain how this one-to-many business model works. This means you can serve many people at once by putting in as much time and effort as you would when only serving one person. From a day-to-day standpoint, this looks like you putting in the hours creating content for one person, your ideal member, and then selling that content as many times over as you would like. You don't have to create that content again. Instead, you can shift your focus to providing training and support around the products you've created, as well as maintaining a high-level view of your membership goals to determine what you should launch next. In full transparency, membership owners spend most of their time marketing the membership and providing custom service. And by custom, I mean, depending on your package level, you could have like a higher level level of customer service, and some of that could be a custom service. You get that play on words? Okay. If neither of those roles apply to you, or if you're just like, I don't want to provide custom or customer service, or I don't want to do a lot more marketing, then you'll have to plan to outsource those things to qualified professionals, or you'll have to become okay with learning how to do those things. You might like it more than you realize. Now, if you outsource, don't pick your pro, your outsource pro, based on whoever is most affordable because a bad or a poorly organized customer service rep, for example, could really damage your membership. A weak marketing director could cost you money and brand credibility for your membership. So choose wisely and be prepared to pay whatever rates they're charging if you like what they do and what they're capable of. This is why most membership owners do their own marketing and customer service, however. 
As the membership grows, they'll often delegate customer service to their team, which is what I do, but they'll almost always be the one handling the marketing efforts, including promotions and collaborations. And that's also what I do. So I don't necessarily handle customer service unless someone from my team is taking a vacation week or they have a sick day or something, but I am the one handling the marketing, promotions, and collaborations because I am the face of my business. So again, memberships are not passive income strategies, but they are oh so lucrative when done right. So let's dig a little bit deeper into this. Let's say you're like, okay, this could work for me, but I'm not sure it's a little foggy. But let's figure out whether your potential membership is going to be B2B or B2C. So as a business, are you going to serve other business owners or are you going to serve consumers? If you're up for the challenge of launching your membership site, your first order of business is to figure this out because it's really going to determine the rest of what you do. So here are a few different examples of how the B2C or B2B model would look. The first thing is you could be serving other business owners within your own industry. So if you're a designer looking to support other designers by sharing your knowledge, your workflows, your processes, you could create a B2B membership. What if you actually, though, want to serve business owners that are not in your industry? Well, here's what that would look like. If you are an interior designer looking to support home organizers who want to learn more about interior decorating, you would need to create another B2B membership. Now, I'm not suggesting that as a membership idea. I'm just using it for illustration, guys. So don't go create memberships like that. <laughs> I'm not guaranteeing that will work. The third option is creating a B2C membership, and that could look like homeowners. So homeowners who would be your client if they could afford you. If you're an interior designer who wants to bridge the gap between e-design and DIY, then you could create a B2C membership. Now, obviously, you can create B2B or B2C memberships regardless of what profession you're in. I'm just using interior designers as an example. So once you figure out whether you want to serve other businesses or consumers, then you need to map out your areas of expertise. Are you great at curating art? Do you put together living room decor like an interior fairy godmother? Make a list of what you love doing as a professional, but don't list it unless you really are exceptionally good at it. And most certainly if you hold some sort of certification or significant experience in that area. Certificates are not required, but they really can help you establish trust with your potential new members. Once you figure out, okay, here's who I'm serving and here's what I want to offer them, like this is what I'm really good at, then you need to actually map out your monthly membership deliverables. So when someone logs into your membership, what will they see and what format will it be in? How often will you update that stuff to make sure your members stay month after month? There are no rules around this, but there are certainly best practices to follow. So you need to give your members a reason to keep logging in, which means you need to update your content fairly often. So again, this is not a passive income strategy. It is leveraged. It is a one-to-many model. At Socialite Vault, we update our core content twice a month. So, I mean, that's basically every other week. And it requires ongoing strategy and work, but that's how our members are best served. Other memberships might drop new content weekly. Others might update their content every few months. Uh, And honestly, that every few months schedule only works if you launch your membership with a huge number of deliverables at the get-go. Otherwise, when people log in, when your membership is brand new, they're going to be like, oh, there's nothing here. That's weird. In my experience, it's better to launch lightly So launch with just a few things, knowing that you're going to be adding more content every other week or, you know, at least once a month. 
And that allows your future deliverables to be guided by what your members want and what they need versus creating a ton of content and just hoping they will love all of it because that's often not the case. So make sure that your membership can be really influenced by the people who are using it, the members. Now, if you're like, okay, but what on earth would a membership deliverable look like, especially for a home industry pro? Well, I have ideas. You know me, guys. I have all these ideas. You could offer training videos that are relevant to whatever your members need. You could offer a suite of online courses. They could be mini courses or they could be a few big courses, whatever you think. And they need to correlate to the pain points that your members tend to experience. You could also offer office hours, which would be a set number of hours each week or each month or even each day, I guess, if you want to be really crazy, during which your members can talk with you via video chat, for example. You could also offer one-on-one -on -one sessions with members on a limited basis and only at your higher-priced membership levels. I would not suggest offering one-on-one -on -one sessions with absolutely everyone because then you will really be ditching the one-to-many model and it will just become one-to-one -one again, and that's not the point, right? Now, I will say this. Avoid using printables or templates as your deliverables unless they're really useful, time-saving, or income-producing for your member. Things like inspirational posters, checklists, shopping lists, those are really good freebies or bonuses, but they will likely disappoint your members if they happen to be the main focus of your offerings. So if you're like, oh, well, I'm a designer, I want to create shopping lists, and then they have to pay for these shopping lists, you know, through the membership, that's really not enough to entice someone to sign up. So just don't do it. The other thing I will say is do not overpack your membership with features. The more you add, the more you'll need to maintain and update and provide support around. Plus, it might lead some members to cancel or ask for discounts if they think they aren't using all your paid features to the fullest. So lots of things to consider here. Again, start light, start small, and grow from there as your members need you to. Hey guys, I'm taking a break from this episode really quickly to share a resource with you that you would be crazy not to use. In fact, I'd be using this tool myself if I were a home industry pro. Why? Well, because I believe in scaling my business, not just in increasing my overhead or in constantly trading hours for dollars. And I bet you feel the same way. If you're ready to take your home industry business to the next level, you need to consider signing up for SideDoor. SideDoor is the only platform that lets you create a custom shop of your favorite trade-only products and sell them at your prices. You make the sale and they handle ordering and shipping. It does not get any more brilliant than this. So many of my listeners are already using SideDoor, and my team has been busy helping people get SideDoor integrated with their websites. Because yes, you heard me correctly, you can sell SideDoor collections through your own website and your own social platforms. Talk about an amazing branded experience, right? So if you're interested in scaling your business, go to OnSideDoor.com and use code KateTheSocialite. Now, back to today's episode. The next thing you need to figure out are your membership pricing tiers. So if you have a B2B membership, you'll need to provide a higher level of customer support and provide deliverables that are income producing or at least income conducive. Because of this, you can charge a higher monthly rate. You can set one membership level at your hourly rate. Let's just say you usually charge $120 an hour. And then you could create a second membership level at one and a half times that rate. Make sure the higher level contains more value, obviously. Now, if you have a B2C membership, you won't be focusing on deliverables that help your members make money, at least not directly. Your focus should be on helping them overcome a problem in their personal life as it relates to 
with their space and your expertise. So B2C memberships are normally priced around $20 to $40 a month, though they can be more or less. And <laughs> don't you just love how unhelpful and unclear that answer is? It really does vary. But it helps to have these ballpark numbers in mind because uh, some people might think, well, I'll just, you know, create a membership for all my potential clients and then I'll charge them over $100 a month. And then if it doesn't sell, you'll be like, what? <laughs> well, that could be a huge reason why. The next thing you need to do is pick your membership platform provider. There are many options to consider when setting up a membership, and some of them will depend on which website platform you use. Squarespace offers built-in member areas on any Squarespace website, which is like the coolest thing ever. Memberspace integrates with Squarespace. It also integrates with WordPress, Wix, and Weebly, and a lot of other types of websites to turn any section of your site into a members-only area. It is absolutely amazing. But before you commit to any particular membership platform, sign up for a free trial and do a test run. You could do multiple test runs. This decision should not be made quickly as it's not that easy to change membership platforms once you've launched because you aren't always able to just take your members with you. They'd actually need to cancel on the old platform and re-sign up on the new platform and you might lose people in transition. So that is something that I do not recommend. Now, I have done it, and I th it's kind of foggy now. I think I may have lost, like, one member, but only one. But that's because I had a painstaking process, and I made sure to tell everyone, if you sign up on the new platform after canceling on the old platform, I'm going to give you a discount. You know, it was just a real headache, so I don't recommend it. I mean, it's possible, but hey, why create more stress for yourself? All right, so let's talk then about building your membership website. And in case you haven't noticed, like this podcast is really just skimming the surface. These are just things that you need to be thinking about and brainstorming. If you think you might want to do a paid membership in the near future, this episode is by no means a comprehensive look at how to do this. But still, here we go. So building out your membership website is super important. It's not the same thing as having a membership platform. Your membership website should be unique to the brand that you've created for your membership. So that means, you know, your membership's going to have to have a different name than your business does, which means it's going to need its own logo, its own color palette, its own font combination, really a full-out brand. It's going to need its own why. Like, you know why you're an interior designer, but what's the why behind your membership? You really have to make that clear. And to avoid confusing your members, consider creating a separate website for your membership rather than cramming everything into your existing website. So if you are a designer or a home stager and you're like, okay, I want to start a membership, I'll just create a membership that is within my normal regular site, that could really confuse your members. And I suggest you keep it separate, especially if you're serious about doing this as an income stream. Now you can certainly link from the membership site back to your main site and vice versa. But the separation is really key to a brand clarity. So if you go to katethesocialite.com and look under services, if you click on email newsletters, that actually takes you to socialitevault.com, which is my membership. And in various places in socialitevault.com, I also can link back to my main site just because that is what serves people best. Now, let's talk about this new separate membership website. What pages and features should it have? Well, I have a list for you. And if you would like to reference this list, you can go to the KateShowPodcast.com episode 151 
I have everything I'm saying right now in writing, so you can take notes, you can copy and paste into a Google Sheet if you need to really save this information, but this is really just skimming the surface. So here are the pages and features that every membership site should have. You will need a member dashboard where your members can end their membership, downgrade, or upgrade as they please. You'll need some sort of top banner announcement bar where you can post quick updates like your holiday support hours or any new content that's been added. Um, that way, as soon as people log in, they see the announcement and they can continue on with their day. You'll also need a help center with tutorial videos and you'll need customer support contact information and hours, even if you are the one doing all the customer support right now. You could also use a chat box, and this is something that I use. It's really helpful, and people can access it even if they are logged out of the membership. And even if they're not a member, they can still use the chat box because I do have people all the time who are like, I have a question, I just want to see a quick sample, um, and they'll just send the message to me through the chat box, and then I'm able to get back with them. It's easier for them because it's not like sending an email. And you always have to think back to what's going to be the easiest for my members or my potential new members. Speaking of easy, you also need to make sure that all the content in your membership is really neat and organized by type, by category, whatever makes sense. You'll also need to make sure the navigation bar is super clean and simple so that your members know where to easily find things, access features, go through your content, or get help. You'll also need a fully branded member experience. This means stick to your color palette, stick to your font combinations, don't throw in random colors or fonts, that'll just make it all look kind of cheesy. You'll also need a follow-up email sequence or reminder emails for your members that will encourage them to start using or to continue using your content because there are some people who will sign up for a membership and then months go by, they completely forget about it. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how this happens. I feel like some people just don't check their credit card statements. I'm the type of person that I check my credit card statement every single month. I know exactly where my money is going and what subscriptions or memberships I've signed up for. That does not make me better than anyone else. It makes me really OCD. I know that. But by the way, if you're not doing these things, you might want to do it. It's just good to know where your money is going. But just as a, a heads up, there are going to be a lot of members who join your membership and then they just forget you exist. So that's why it's really good to have a follow-up email sequence because you want to serve them well. You want them to use your membership and get value from it because that will help them in the long run and it will also help you. So in future episodes of this podcast, I will be sharing how to launch and market and grow your membership in the home industry. Honestly, guys, it's way too much information for one podcast episode. But like I said, I am just scratching the surface here. But here is your quick list of action items that you need to start brainstorming. Number one, will your membership be B2B or B2C? What will your deliverables be and what problems will they solve? Which membership platform would you use? Now, the most professional ones I've seen are, again, MemberSpace and Squarespace. Which website platform will you use? I recommend Squarespace, obviously. It's easy to use and it will grow with your business and it'll let you add features like automated call booking, merch, product shops, and so much more. I think Squarespace is awesome. But will it work for you? Well, we can discuss that in upcoming episodes because I will be releasing a lot of cool content around those of you who are like, yes, 
this is for me. I want to turn my knowledge or my expertise into a paid membership so that I can serve other business owners or I can serve consumers and really utilize that one-to-many business model that has been so lucrative for so many entrepreneurs. I'm excited to share information with you about this. I am just so, so blessed to be able to work with so many of you. And guys, this could be the year for your business, not by accident, not by happenstance, but because you made the right choices, the right moves, and you didn't give up. All right, until next time, keep your marketing simple, keep your message clear, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.